Dumpster Divas, welcome to another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet, and my sister, Kix Hamlet. We are here to dive into the reality TV that made us, well, the garbage we are. I know that's right. And expect like a mix of throwback recaps as well as chats about what we are still watching today. Tom, are you ready to get into it? Let's go. Hi, Kix. Hi. How's it going? It's going, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat because we have we have a a really really fabulous episode ahead of us. Um, just kind of like the 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 land the the grounding for such a huge uh, pop culture moment, Real Houses of Beverly Hills. I mean, I'm 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 so thoroughly excited to dive into this, especially because the show itself has kind of devolved into something so different than what it what it was mm-hmm. here. And this is this is the era that I love and miss. So I'm, I'm super excited to chat about that. Um, but today, it's not just just not just it's us just girls not chatting. Us, no? no, it's not. Um, we are joined by uh, Lucas Tim. He is a uh, host extraordinaire. Uh, make sure to catch uh, his newest iteration of his show, "So Many Issues with Lucas: uh, Colon the Femmies, the fa- the fake or or female only led Emmys, both, both. <laughs> Chelsea musical. <laughs> yeah, both. But, like, I think only women are winning, which it should be, which that should be. Yes, when I yes. said Femmies, I was like, you know, I hope that just means only female winners, because that's all we really care about. Yeah. Um, but that's on September 18th. Lucas, welcome to the pod. We're so happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be a dumpster with you guys. Yes. I feel I've been listening to the pod. I feel at home with you two. I feel like I feel like we're going to have a great conversation. Oh my gosh, that's so go nice. Deep. Yes, for sure. We're a deep dive in. Um, yeah. Absolutely. High dive. We're going to jump off the high dive here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, be prepared to go deep on this and then some topics you just didn't really think you would cover, even though we're, we, we like to kind of go rogue. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. We're going to go on I'm where we're going to end up. I have no idea. <laughs> and that's the journey we like to take not only our guests, but our listeners on. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lucas, we we recently had a review of the pod that we can't stop talking about that was, they said, uh, Tom and Kicks lightly deliver on the promise of the actual podcast, and I wouldn't have it any other way. And I'm like, that's kind of the idea. I honestly, Tom, when like we get a podcast studio in an office, like that 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 will be the first thing we hang in the studio. Yeah, is cool. that yeah, just the a review. frame of that. That's I'd be a like, wonderful that's, review. That's the model. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> it really invigorated us. Um, <laughs> but Lucas, welcome. Tell everyone before we get into this reality reality shit. Uh, let's talk about uh, your show. Tell everyone about um, the show coming up on the eighteenth. Yeah, the show is called "So Many Issues with Lucas." I've been doing it now since February twenty twenty one, and just all stem from this idea I've had that uh, to do a, like a variety talk show that kind of mixes politics and pop culture. And mm-hmm. I always felt that people our age weren't that they could talk about politics you just presented them in a more fun way mm-hmm. and i'm a person who has a variety of interests i can talk about real housewives of atlanta with the same intensity to talk about like joe biden's infrastructure bill um it's just who i am and i love mixing the two and we're high upcoming, low here yeah I'm a high low oh <laughs> we oh we are big high low but i was thinking about like my when we talk about okay we the reality tv one of the reasons why i love charm school monique she won an Oscar and then did that. An the Oscar. high low is just no. We talked iconic. about that when we no. So she won an Oscar like yeah, like she filmed Precious like probably a year after Charm School. Like that's yeah. probably when she like took it's to wild. the script of that. It's crazy that someone can do 
to just insanely. I mean, that is kind of the ultimate high low moment of the history of time. <laughs> I just think people, more people should embrace that. That's my whole thing is like you, uh -huh. can be, you don't have to be one thing. You can be a variety of things. You can be a smart person and love reality TV and and vice versa. But this upcoming show, uh, when I got the date for September eighteenth. Um, I was that was supposed to be Emmy night, and mm. I, I I work in the industry. I you know the strikes are hitting us all, and I I mm. knew we, we all knew the Emmys were going to get postponed. But I was like, well, just because the official Emmys are postponed doesn't mean we can't still celebrate <laughs> TV. Right. And so we're posting our own little fake Emmy awards, but the awards are let's say a little more. Like I just said, I like mixing it. So, for instance, best one-liner. You got Candace Dillard competing against Tom from Succession. Who's gonna good. win? Good, like, good, good. You know, it's we're we're mixing we're mixing best dinner party. Is it Jamie Lee Curtis and the Bear, or mm -hmm. are we going to Rinda and Ultimate Girls Trip? Because <laughs> that's a really good him. question. No, right. Lucas, you're asking both, the hard question. What if your son died? You mean both? Both? Right. Who's gonna take Never it? Forget. You gotta come and see it. So Monday, September uh, 18th at Chelsea Music Hall. Yeah, you must fun. you must play the clip that comes right after "What if your son died?" of Brandy oh. and Phaedra sitting at the bar, where Phaedra says she could be your mama. She could be your mom. Yeah, and she's like she's five years older than me. That's great. Oh yeah, I'm also interviewing Alex Newall and Evan Ross Katz. I also always Incredible. interview people, and, and and I'm so excited to talk to both of them. Once on Alex, I've watched since the Glee project, and mm -hmm. to see them mm -hmm. grow into being a Tony winner, and then Evan Ross Katz is just. Pop culture aficionado. Like, sure. No one could talk about TV like him. So it's going to be a very fun show. Star studded show as well. In my I opinion. don't know how we did it. Thank my producer. She's 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 a wizard. Okay. <laughs> she's a star. <laughs> we love her. And you know, the thing with Evan that's crazy is I feel like as a gay on social media mm -hmm. or, or queer people on social media, we've seen um, I feel like we've all followed Evan for mm -hmm. like approximately ten years. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Sure. And, and it's like the then old, within I feel the like past it's like, like two years, this like influx of between. I think just between White Lotus and just like that, people are like, this person gets like pop culture to a T, and it's like, yeah, where y'all been? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the like Mike White has complimented him, like saying mm -hmm. he's like one of the premier like uh, like voices in television but like also like sjp responds to him like i he's saw been that it's incredible the cat he's been embraced by like the best of the um establishment of hollywood for sure and it's right. just, so it's been cool to see him grow now kind of into mainstream uh and yeah which should be, in, is in such a in, in such a fun organic growth like that is mm -hmm. like just kind of and i literally don't know evan at all but it's just like you feel a sense of like pride for seeing queer people win in that way sure. just out mm -hmm. of being just um, like an internet genuinely themselves. A perpetually a perpetually online person just yeah. now makes a career out of being perpetually online like totally it's... <laughs> but smart but and, and i'm not here to come for people's intelligence but there's something refreshing about a perpetually online person that is also like on Smart. it you know what i mean <laughs> instead of someone who stumbles into v viral the viral life and you're like wait a second <laughs> totally yeah i mean if you ever watch an interview with him he's so smart he can talk mm -hmm. to which is the difference between people on petra online like who can really who can, can, people can talk, talk their opinions out are the, are the real ones and we've had some of them on the pod and so <laughs> now <laughs> No, that is the thing, though. Some people are just hide, hide behind um, mm -hmm. behind uh, keyboards, you know. And then yeah. you get them in person, and they're like, uh. Mm. So, Evan is not like that. Evan, Evan's nope. a superstar. Um, but, Lucas, we are here to chat reality TV, and you've already sort of started to dive into it. And when mm -hmm. we have new people on the pod, we like to ask them what reality television uh, made them a dumpster diva. And, and additionally, is there, like, um, kind of a, a, a reality star that also 
brought you into the genre. Um, take it away. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great question. I actually thought a lot about it. I mean, I think as a person of a certain age, meanwhile, I'm like turning 30 in two months, but I act like I'm 72. But oh, like, girl, I'm older than you. Wait, so when's relax. your birthday? <laughs> November 23rd. It's Thanksgiving this year. Mine, I turned 30 in two months as well. Mine knows November 1st. Oh, no way. Okay, cool. November baby. Yes. I mean, so of course, like the Flavor of Love, like Charm School, those VH1 shows, I think were the first foray into reality TV being like, wow, this is unhinged yet hilarious. And these Mm -hmm. characters, these people are so funny. Like New York was, I mean, you know, we've all the memes that live on from her just laying on a bed to her giggling to her saying, good morning, good morning, good morning, not you, you can choke. I mean, it's iconic. (laughs) But I think ultimately what, what's consistent like with reality tv i watch because like, i don't watch everything but i you know bravo i remember when i started watching bravo and i watched it because um my uncle's best friend's andy cohen mm-hmm. and i knew andy forever and um so i started watching tv and my younger brother at the time he was starting to like wanting to design clothes so andy sent us the entire first season of project one way on like vhs tape the entire first season Oh. And we watched all of it. And that became like a family thing watching Project Runway. Oh my gosh, I love that. Incredible. And then because of Project Runway, I started watching who I think uh, to credit her when I started loving Matthew was Kathy Griffin. I started mm-hmm. watching My Life in the D-List and all those specials. And now that I do stand up, I've um, started to rewatch those stand-ups I've seen like 10 times. And like, wow, what an influence this has had on me and what I do now and how I have my stand-ups more. I tell stories and that's all Kathy Griffin did was just tell stories about her interaction with celebrities and her opinions. And the list is what made me a consistent viewer. And I remember to always talk, I would always talk to Andy about it. And he'd be like, it's not one of my shows at the time when he was a, a, just a VP, you know, he didn't oversee that show. Mm-hmm. And then I got into OC and that's when it all, OC Housewives changed my life. That's when, <laughs> that's, and that's been the consistent thing. I, I'm a loyal Housewife viewer. I've seen every episode of every franchise. Like, so that's kind I'm of the of, little of my, I yeah. We connect so deeply on all, at literally everything you're talking about. I mean, for us, my life on the D-list was like, so, so it was like a family moment for us. Yeah. Like we would watch like the family of four, we would sit down and watch my life on a D-list, like my life on the D-list. Um, and I feel like Project Runway was something similar. To, we loved it. And it's mm-hmm. like Tom is a Project Runway like fan for life. And I'm finally back in. But he's been consistently watching every single season. Yeah, I yes, watched it, Lifetime. I watched like I, I bopped really? around with them. I did. Went, yeah. see, I remember when it went to Lifetime is when I stopped watching. I set out a loyalty, but it's like it just. And I also this was on purpose. I think Bravo counter programmed one of the housewives with project one way and at the time we had dvr but like at the mm-hmm. time i was like right. well i guess i'm just only watching housewives or whatever so that's when i stopped yeah. but i hear it's great i hear new project one way still is like it's is so thriving. good yeah. yeah they did they did a really good job with um recasting like keeping um nina garcia but then also mm-hmm. brandon maxwell kills it he's like a great he's just he, Brand, it's fun to see like people who act, like legitimately are like doing insane shit judging them Mm -hmm. and like christian is the mentor which is also amazing because christian is also literally doing it no no shade on tim i think tim gunn is amazing but there's something it's a fun point of view to have someone like brandon and christian be in the mix and even nina i mean like nina's still at l like that's amazing still at l so it's so it's it's just such an 
a great bunch. Right. Yeah. Brandon and Christian are like making regular fall and summer lines. Sure. With their, you know, it's like, that's so cool to have. And they're highbrow. I mean, it's so mm-hmm. cool to have them in the mix. It's That's like something I... I struggle with drag race sometimes as it continues to go on is that I wish we had more presence of people that have done it, like Mm -hmm. not on the show, like having people like Peaches Christ or like just like other drag queens, Lady Bunny even like Mm -hmm. just drag queens in the sphere. Totally. My younger cousin, uh, she's 16 and she just, my, my younger brother was watching drag race way longer than I have and I I didn't watch until I came out of the closet I was like well I guess I have to watch Drag Race <laughs> um, and uh so then I went, went back watch it but he you know he coached her like which seasons to walk watch first and he thinks you watch six because of um Bianca and mm-hmm. and that whole season and and I was watching like wow we don't really have these queens like Bianca on who are like these seasoned queens who actually worked in the clubs because in this last season you had the twins and yeah, it's I tough. do. I miss the old. I miss like Sasha was incredible because she was seasoned, and I, right. I I always usually root for the queen who has the the history and and the experience. And I want to know that I can see you in a club and yeah. absolutely fucking kill it, no matter the genre yeah. that you perform in, lip syncing, comedian, comedian singing. Like it, that doesn't matter to me. Just see the stage presence of being a star in the club outside of being a star on reality TV. They're so different to me, but mm-hmm. some people totally. excel on the show. Cause they're just good. Yeah. At the show, you know? But yeah. That applies to everything. So, I mean, like there's like in comedy too. I mean, whether you're an improviser or a sketch or stand up, like there are people who blow up on the internet and mm-hmm. they're great, but I'd love to see them get on a stage. No, I in agree. In front of a crowd <laughs> of 200 people and mm-hmm. see what they do. Because I think that's when you're like, Oh, that's someone who, there's a special, you know, that that special kind of X factor when you actually get on stage and perform, you know? That is a show, a reality TV show I would like to watch. <laughs> Just taking <laughs> these, these, um, like these, uh, these huge uh, performers <laughs> on the internet on stage. Just get on stage, do your thing, do your thing, whatever you want. Yeah, go <laughs> yeah. off, do it. Let's see. Let's see what you got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would love to judge um, it. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> like glasses down at the tip of the nose. Let's yeah. see what you can do. Um, well, the, loved all that. And also, Kathy Griffin, once again, I, that show's unbelievable. So, if but you've never cool. watched, it was so go watch. funny and it was real. I mean, you just like felt like you were actually in her life. And also, she obviously is a comedian, but it didn't seem like she's testing out her set. Like, For it just sure. was just funny. It just, she was mm-hmm. just like, it just worked. That show was so good. It just, so it was good. so good. It seemed yeah. so authentic. It was, I love it. Honestly, okay. justice for her. I'm, Tom and yeah. I've talked about this Always. ad nauseum, but we're team her forever. So, her life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad she's kind of, I think she's been yeah. coming back. She and, yeah, and, she is definitely. She's just, yeah, I hope she gets the recognition she deserves in terms of just what she achieved in comedy as a woman and reality TV, like all of that. Like she's yeah. a yeah. trailblazer through and through. Yeah, and that, and also, like, I don't even think people on people would be podcasting if they didn't watch Kathy Griffin just sit and talk about like shit. Like, she just talks about like she talks about she takes five headlines and fills an hour with it, which is literally what we are about to do for the next hour. So, like, I don't think people would do. She created the form of just um, feeling comfortable to like bond with people about talking about the dumb shit that no one will talk to you about. Like, right, and she put it out like in a unapologetic way obviously Mm -hmm. but also like 
these people that are on our screens on reality TV, I know there's so much shit going on with Bethany right now, thinking that mm. like they're she's being ex exploited and all that kind of stuff. And it's like they signed up for everybody to watch them. So of course everybody is going to talk about them. It mm-hmm. is free marketing for them. <laughs> like it, yeah. you know, but besides that, it's like she's really was like, no, we're all watching this. Let's all kind of sit around in the room and talk some shit about it. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. She was like the first recap thing doing kardashians yeah 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 she was Uh, well speaking of recap we are here to talk about beverly hills so we're chatting real houses of beverly hills uh season one episode one before we dive into that first of all pause if you've not watched the episode go it's on peacock i'm sure you can also find it elsewhere it's 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 a um been out 15 years (laughs) it's now right it will yeah it's in it makes me feel ancient looking at when this premiered um i actually found when i looked up the date i assumed it was wrong because i was like i thought it was it i could have assumed that it aired in like 2007 like if someone told me it aired in 2007 i would have believed them no it was much later in well we'll get into it so um so I'm just going to kind of like go through the history of the franchise, where we're at with Housewives at the time, all that. So um, the the show premiered October 14th, 2010. Um, and this is the sixth iteration in uh, the Housewives franchise. We had the OG beginning group of, uh, of OC, Atlanta, New York, New Jersey, then they did try to do Miami, and there was a there was a brief little Miami DC era that kind of flopped. But Los also star. Well, no, 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 no. crashed the White House. Well, I was saying crash the White House. <laughs> that's, that's history. <laughs> it is history, and I think that those ladies deserve like a, a reunion episode, maybe just Bel- that. Believe me, I grew up in DC. I know Cat, the British one. Oh and yeah, she was always ready to come back and have it out with them. Yeah, because I feel it like that's a... like your two worlds like combining in oh, one. Oh, it, it's everything. <laughs> Just the whole politics of it, like the the way they fought, like it, the slides crashing the party, taking a picture with Biden. Like it's so perfect. It's so <laughs> crazy. It really is. <laughs> it's amazing. And also for all that to go down before the show had aired, like, yeah. and people, and that was before kind of like we all were tuned into like what was happening mm-hmm. online. So like, it was before you heard Twitter, about, really. yeah, yeah, you heard about that someone crashed, and mm-hmm. then you saw this show was coming out. But there, for me, I remember watching it and not knowing the two like connected until like totally. the show really started Same. coming. So it cra- yeah. honestly crazy. Also, a slipped on part of that show is, um, uh, what's her name? What's the Salahi woman's name? I can't remember. Michaela. Michaela, Michaela yeah. yeah, she has a hilarious reunion moment that is so slept on where she's trying to like break down to Andy like when she was a cheerleader. I don't know if anyone remembers this. She claimed that she was a professional NFL yeah. cheerleader, and they're all like, "It's very a la um, Kim Zolciak when they're oh, like, I was gonna say cancer. spring, and, summer, fall, winter. Well, yeah, the, I've been pregnant for thirty-two months. <laughs> her story kind of keeps Love. changing. She's like, "Well, I was a dancer. Well, I was, I was, it was a yeah, it was a team. It, like, it's it's very funny. If go find it on YouTube somewhere." Um, but Beverly Hills was a couple of years after those kind of were on the decline. It was the, the next, the sixth, once again, in, in the Pantheon. And it started out with uh, Kyle Richards, Adrian Maloof, Kim Richards, Lisa Vanderpump, uh, Camille Grammer, and Taylor Armstrong. Uh, season one had an average uh, viewership of 1.92 million, which feels really killer, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everyone would for die a, for that now. Yeah, I know people would. <laughs> I mean, 
people are like doing crazy shit to get just half those viewers. Literally. Um, and the show obviously goes on to massive success. Um, both massive success also goes through many trials and tribulations of, of drama within the show. We're now about to have season 14 premiere. Um, some cultural moments that happen through the show. The women um, from season four were all featured on Lady Gaga's uh, GUI video, iconically. Oh, it's such a good video. It's, it's one of so also good. my favorite Gaga songs. So. Yeah. Justice for um, Pop, for sure. And then uh, a, I a live and breathe by that saying. I swear to God, if it came out last year, the girls at Thai Tea on Sunday would be yeah. taking their tops off to it. So, <laughs> well, let's be clear: the girls at Thai Tea are taking their top off to it. I so I admit I got into our pop kind of late because my my relationship with Lady Gaga is very strong right now. But there was a moment where I was a little bit little bit anti her. Tom's like that because I was I'm a an, huge was Madonna fan, and there was a little bit of a beef, so I kind of took oh, a side. Okay. Um, yeah. but I'm rediscovering art pop, Sex Dreams. I listen it's to so every wild. day, every so day. <laughs> Every when day. I'm bad, I touch myself. I think of you. I will perform that on stage. I don't know when. I don't know where, <laughs> but it's gonna happen. And I'm gonna do it to a boy in the audience. God help him. Oh <laughs> god, yeah. That sounds amazing. Um, and then one other one other cultural moment that we must identify is that in 2019, a screen cap from the season two episode Malibu Beach Party from Hell began trending as a woman yelling at a cat meme featuring cast member Taylor Armstrong. And Kyle Richard followed up by a picture of a cat sitting at a dinner table. Of course, that meme goes on to be truly one of the biggest of all time. And no one knew. I feel like not enough people understood where the woman came from. No. No idea. Um, no, that's and, it, it's, it's really incredible. Like you're, it's yeah. Taylor's coming. You have no idea what she's done to me. The whole Camille thing. And then people, the, the one of those viral memes ever to exist. Friends of mine sending it, not knowing who that is. And yes, I mean, they, the great thing was Taylor talked about an ultimate girls trip, like being mm-hmm. that person, you know, yeah. and. I'm assuming she thinks she's an icon because in, in some ways she is, but well, no one knows. She's like an icon without people knowing her name. <laughs> well, Lucas, I would be remiss not to speak about last week. Ta- there was a viral video of Taylor Armstrong oh, on Incredible. TMZ. Well, actually, no, it wasn't TMZ. It was some like. It, it was like, like OK Magazine located in Miami Beach. Right. Like, Literally. Yeah. Like TMZ is the New York Times compared to whoever this outlet was. And. Yeah. They posted a video of Taylor Blackout outside of, like, I'm sure Javier's mm-hmm. in um, Newport Beach being like, you know who I am. <laughs> I'm, it's very much Ramona, Dorinda kind of vibes. of Very. And yeah, but she's like, mm-hmm, yeah, the reunion is going down. I'm like, girl, you're a friend of and have not had any drama. <laughs> but I kind of love her. I don't. I do too. Same. No, I love her I now. love her. Love her. She's, she's amazing. Yeah, she's just like good. She's enga- she engages. She's just funny. I think she takes herself too seriously after everything that's happened to her. And oh then also, God, like, yeah. Ultimate Girl said when she did the hand swing, don't you fucking talk about me, you fucking bitch. I was just like, that's theater. That's she's beautiful. so easy to watch. Like, so easy to watch. She is captivating in a way that I'm like, if you were any less interesting to look at you would be boring like it, yeah. or like there's something about her that she's just so gorgeous and also just easy on camera and her life is a little crazy mm-hmm. and you're just like I cannot look away but also not really I mean in times of Beverly Hills there was quite a lot of drama around her but like in OC I could watch her forever 
Totally. She's light and fun. It's like light and fun. Yeah, and she also has she like knows what she needs to do too. Yeah. Like that's the perfect balance, I think, in Housewives where we go awry sometimes is sometimes people are too much showing up thinking they have to do X, Y, and Z to become famous, but they're not showing enough of themselves. Or reverse, people just are so much themselves but have no sense of camera awareness and just aren't really that entertaining. She has that nice balance that like a lot of our, my favorite housewives have where they like get what they need to do, but also they don't really care. Yeah. Like she's so chill yeah. on camera. She's on show anything and she has shown everything truly a part mm-hmm. of her life. So totally. Um, she's a great friend. She's a great friend of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's a great friend. She's a great friend. Great friend. <laughs> a great friend. <laughs> uh, kicks tell everyone listening. Uh, what, what was going on in October of 2010? So the billboard top 100 the top I had I screenshotted all 10 songs of the week because I just couldn't pick I couldn't leave it at top five okay, I'm excited number ten, one was tens. just the way you are by Bruno Mars <laughs> like a oh, g6 by far east movement I ho- I hope they're well oh my god <laughs> I'm sending love and light to far east movement where oh where are they <laughs> I have no idea but the picture of the person far east movement is a blonde woman Oh yeah, isn't a woman saying like you feeling so high? Yeah, like but like G6. for some reason in my mind, I pictured like <laughs> some like I don't know. It Maybe was just, just the, I really got voice. caught off guard being like, oh, that's not who I would have thought sung the song. But sure. anyways, teenage dream, Katy Perry, an iconic album, literally iconic, of course, broke of course. records. Just a dream by Nelly was number four. I'm not sure I remember that song. No, I don't either. Um, no. DJ got us fallen in love. Usher featuring Pitbull. Oh. Uh, this was like my moment in 2010. I was in 10th grade. Yeah. So it was like, I just loved this kind of music because it was mm-hmm. like at every fucking dance. And I had also was driving a car. So it was like every day I was listening to this music. Um, And then we get some Dynamite Talo Cruz, Talo Cruz. Um, love the way you lie, Eminem featuring Rihanna. Of course, only awesome. girl in the world, Rihanna. Of and unstoppable I, bop for all time. Song. I could, I literally still listen to it. She <laughs> oh, turned out the hits. She really for did. So long, banger after banger, Rihanna. I mean, we miss her. We do. Now she's bumping. <laughs> she's like popping out kids left and right. So Pop, popping um, out kids and making billions. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in reality TV, Survivor Nicaragua just aired. Um, what this was a blind spot of Survivor for me. But what I came to realize. Wait, Lucas, are you a Bachelor Nation or adjacent kind of person? I am not. I'm sorry. Okay. It's totally it's okay. fine. No, Tom isn't please either. Please do not apologize. I oddly know everything about the show, but do not watch it, including this. I can't believe no one talked about this. So Chase Rice was on the show. He was like the third runner up. The winner was Jude. Fabio was the sole survivor. Again, have not seen the season. Chase Rice was on Peter the Pilot's Bachelor season. He was one of the musicians that sung and turns out also one of the exes of the girls that was on the show. Wait, wait, wait! I, 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 I know okay. what you're talking about now. So he was on Survivor. I just got resituated. Okay, <laughs> he was on Survivor in 2010. Okay, and got okay. third, ish. I think third or fourth. Then Peter's season. Peter was post Hannah. Peter was the guy that was like 
Um, yeah, no, Hannah, I know who Peter is. Hannah Lucas Brown. certainly won't know what? who Peter is. Lucas won't know who Peter no, is. No, it's fine. Certainly. But I, I do want... know who. You do. Okay. Yeah. Um, Hannah I'm Brown following. famously fucked him in a windmill <laughs> three times and still Jesus loves her. She says that. Okay. Iconic. Okay. So. <laughs> Me too. So, yeah, same. Peter goes on to be The Bachelor. There's this girl, Victoria, famous bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, once again, we warned you that you don't know what you're going to get here, everybody. So Chase Rice, every time, like on The Bachelor, every other episode, there's always like a this kind of C-list celebrity singing a song that just released in the background. And Peter goes on a one-on-one date with this girl, Victoria. Def- all of this was certainly planned by the producers. But Chase Rice, survivor, run third runner-up, is the man singing. Whoa. Yeah, and then there's a whole moment because Peter is Victoria's like, I can't be on the date anymore. My ex is on stage, and Peter's like freaking out. But it was she, yeah. Though that's it's it is a drama filled season. That season, it's crazy, and he's really boring. But I was shocked. I was like, why didn't anybody put the dots together that he was on Survivor, like, and made it really far? My question is, how did you figure this out? Wikipedia. You were on you were on Survivor's page and you were like, I recognize that name. Yeah, I was like, why it? does that name sound so familiar? And because my Got encyclopedic it. knowledge, chronically online brain, mm-hmm. I immediately mm-hmm. was like, that's Victoria's ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I love that. Look at you go. Okay. Thank Strong you for lines. coming on this journey with me. I'm we're gonna wrap it up here. with saying um Drag Race season two had just aired, which is amazing. Jackass 3D was number one in the movies, and Social Network had also just premiered. Wow. Heavy wow. hitters. Chase Rice, pour one out. Pour one out, Chase Rice. <laughs> happy happy he got some airtime here today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, let's, let's dive into the episode. So, so season one, episode one, once again, that's what we're chatting about. And the whole, this the series opens with this poem. Now, I, t- I wrote it, I'm calling it a poem, but I, I wrote it down. It's this, it, Kyle delivers this like monologue and reads as follows. The sun always shines in Beverly Hills, but not on everyone. Everything might look perfect, but it's not. It's a land of make-believe. This town runs on status, and status can come from money, connections, or fame. You could be the toast of the town one day and nobody the next. It can all go away in an instant, but if you can play the game, there's nowhere better to live. And then we get entry credits. I'm like, whoa. It sounds like a prison. Drama. Yeah, no, it sounds like a maximum security prison that we're about to enter <laughs> when everyone's in stilettos. If you can make it work, you'll be fine. Let's literally like Well, there's I always just say Beverly Hills was like the most Game of Thronesy of mm-hmm. the housewives, which I think they intended it to, but that I vividly remember where I was when I watched this episode for the first time. And the fact is that I waited another 15 years to come out of the closet is absurd because that (laughs) intro changed my life and changed Housewives forever. Because that was the first intro where there's no kids in the background. It's super stylized. They're Mm -hmm. looking, the Camille look at the camera, everything. God, that look and her shoulder shake. The shoulder (laughs) shake, that intro with the music, it, it, it began the new era. It of did. Real Housewives, I so it just it just from the from the start I was in. I mean, I 
Yeah, I, I totally I, agree. I too remember where I was the first time I watched it because I was on a train um headed home on Sunday. Um that this is Sunday. Kicks. You had <laughs> never watched this. How have you never watched this until now? That's I genuinely I genuinely want to understand it. Um I don't have an answer, but I do have an answer on Chase Rice. If you want to get more into that. Yeah, we know. You spent so much time on that, yet you were frantically on a train watching Houseless of Beverly Hills. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, my jaw was on the floor because one, it's obviously iconic television. And I I watched Beverly Hills like later, Mm -hmm. honestly, because we started this podcast and I was like, oh, I got to watch Beverly Hills now. Because I love I love New York and Atlanta, Potomac, all that kind of stuff. And so I jumped in and I was like, this kind of sucks. And Tom at nauseam, and he's right. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna he's gonna smile himself. <laughs> um has always been like you have to start from the beginning. What season one through five? Four is kind of you can skip four. Four can pretend doesn't exist. You literally (laughs) with the way they recast five, like oh four doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, one, two, three, and five are unreal. Unreal. I will say four has the witch though, Carlton. I do kind of like that a little bit. I like her too. Funny, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I remember with what we'll get into it was just the the wealth, Mm -hmm. just the but also um the humor like lisa vanderpump was so funny like it just it felt it felt like a like you're watching a soap opera mixed comedy like it just beverly hills just kind of like up the quality of real housewives yeah no totally i i know it, le- leaving oc not like what 30 miles away shaking mm-hmm. really boots. <laughs> oh they knew it was over they knew it was like, they were like fuck. oh fuck we're screwed we gotta <laughs> find a cancer scam guns <laughs> blazing they do this episode really does there's so much from the episode and then also from like the this season on Mm -hmm. that i was like holy shit Mm -hmm. they got all of culture all of (laughs) beverly hills culture that we know today all of it crammed into one season like the medium sidekick is in season one yep. like kyle and kim's screaming limo fight limo. is in season one like mm-hmm. now telling camille you're such a fucking liar camille yes. yeah, i mean such a fucking liar, and it's camille. cool watching it now like all of the these moments have lived on yeah and like are still being talked about um kind of transcended housewives the house of universe it's still it's so incredible yep. to like, go back and like oh my god this season really was just a banger banger season one i was so shocked right yeah so the the taglines we have so we have taylor's tagline is uh it may look like i have it all but i might want i might want more (laughs) okay lvp in beverly hills it's who you know and i know everyone i think that is maybe top she always had good taglines she always had throw me to the wolves the shower turn leading the pack uh life Beverly hills the game make the rules life is all diamond rose but it should be the only one was not good was when she's done dancing with the stars like season four season four is the only one that lisa had a not great tagline yeah she one one's about chess because isn't one about chess because Kyle says that mean thing about her being Bobby Fischer or something. Oh, she says yeah. something. I think she says something like, "In the game of chess, I am like queen." It's it's something. Well, she like says that the crown the crown is heavy, darling. So leave it where it belongs. That's one. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And life in WWE is the game, make the rules. You're like, yeah. you open up like you your arms, and you're like, yeah, well, you have... the rest yeah, are yeah, written so look... right on the here. <laughs> tattooed on my arm. Crown is heavy, darling. Yeah, literally tattooed on my arm. Yeah, I know all of the guys. Lisa Vanderpump. A full sleeve of her taglines. <laughs> that would be troubling. That would be. <laughs> and then we have Adrian. Money is what I have, not who I am. Kind of flop, I, girl. <laughs> I die for her. I die for her too, for a lot of reasons. But she is of a different era of housewives. Like she yeah. can't really stand today. But yeah. I do love her tinsel in her hair. You nailed it. She's totally of a different era. Like yeah. it just—it's an era where like you kind of just be rich and get and just like that's it. Mm-hmm. But she, <laughs> but I do, I did appreciate. I mean, I though again, we'll talk about like how like you know watching her and her husband end up divorcing. I am obsessed, and I found this their first argument on camera is about President Obama. That I is, love it. That is iconic. That is iconic. Amazing. That again, politics combined with housewives, but that is so funny. And then she just starts flipping that guy over her shoulder over and over again, like literally flipping that (laughs) child over her shoulder. Child, that is definitely a twelve-year-old kid, right? (laughs) Child. Wait. So then next we have Kim. Now Kim for me is one of the greats. I love Kim deeply. So Kim's is. I was a child star, but now my most important role is being a mother. It's it's so Kim because she's like she thinks she's going into the show filming a like honest documentary about her life. And unfortunately, it unravels in a very different way or in a very real way. Um, And then Kyle's is uh, in a town full of phonies. I'm not afraid to be me. (sighs) Kyle. Right. She's not afraid to be a bitch. (laughs) One of the longest running OGs. I, I, I will give her her credit. Always the worst taglines has never got a good tagline ever. Ever, yeah. ever, always remind me she was Beverly Hills. I don't know the producers are not writing them good for her. I don't know. I don't. I know Lisa mm-hmm. and her are not friends anymore. But girl, just give her a text and be like, "Hey, do you have an idea?" Like it just <laughs> right. needs a good tagline. I want like maybe this. Well, we'll talk about maybe this season she'll have a good tagline. Oh, maybe. well, maybe oh, she will. Shit. Yeah, I used to like Dick. Now I like. Uh, <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. know. <laughs> uh, uh, eating I out liked, something she can do yeah it. beverly hills never liked, eat out a lot right <laughs> that's good i'm or cutting some... that red tape with scissors <laughs> yeah, good. I, I like that or maybe like i didn't like country till i had my first uh what, what, i don't know i'm trying to think of something like i never liked like, country music until i ate a box something? <laughs> sorry lastly lastly we have camille and that is uh it's time for me to come out of my husband's shadow and shine which is dark because dark. she of course goes through her divorce um on camera Ooh, i was surprised um mr kelsey was on our tvs but yeah. he did say camille pack my gayest shirt well, Kixie was going to go be in Lacage on Broadway. I know. He's a gay man. But the irony of that, like, he's came out as well, right? No. No. <laughs> no. He's married to a woman. He's deeply straight and cheated deep- on her with a woman. Yeah. He deeply actually was straight. getting he was g- getting on the flight to go cheat on her because he had already been with her, the, this woman. And knowing that, like, Incredible. when she said this publicly, that he he thought Beverly Hills House was a gift to her, like a parting gift. So gross. How poorly acted that whole scene is between the both of them as it's he so says bad. goodbye in the car and she's like goodbye goodbye and like, like it just she's like it's... standing over the, she's standing on the ledge and she's like now it's my time yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so on the nose like it's so too much and 
in the moment, I think I just was like annoyed. She was obviously the villain of that season, but like now looking back, I'm just like, wow, she was so putting it on. Like it yeah. all was so put on. So um, put on. Yeah. I, I, and she has, I, I kind of am always like a Camille defender for the show. Cause she's such this cold monster that it's so, she's so fun to have on the show. Cause yeah. she, she is overdramatic, messy about things that don't matter. And she always is down to like fight with these ladies about random shit. And she has such a wild um, transformation in the show because at the season one reunion, Andy says one of the meanest things to anyone that's ever been said on a reunion to Camille. And he says, Camille, I just want to ask you what it's like. um, What was it like when you saw people's uh, the cover of people that it said Camille most hated housewife in America? Yeah. (laughs) He is not afraid. Just rip their hearts out when he wants to. I was like, okay, Andy. She's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like she handled that really well. She did, she did. Yeah, no, Camille's, Camille is good TV and honestly my biggest dance inspiration ever. If you see me at the club, I am doing a <laughs> full sure. Camille all way. Shaking the, like, shaking my head, shaking my body, like, shoulders are moving. Arm, with one arm over your yeah. head, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. But it's like I can't get over it. Then she came back. She was fine. And then there's that dinner. She compared herself to Brett Kavanaugh. And that's how I was like, okay. Well, sure. Camille I forgot about that. Full on delusional. Like, love her as a real, real housewife. But I'm not going to find any humanity in this woman right now. Yeah. Like, no, she's deeply, is... deeply Republican, deeply, which is not Republican and dramatic. She's like, I know yeah. what it feels like to be wrongly accused. And Lisa Red is like, what? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I forgot Crazy. about that. That was yeah, I know people so do. Sorry shocking. to bring it up, but that was a thank you. Like, eh, eh. Oh. Um, so the the episode opens on Lisa Vanderpump's beautiful old beautiful old house before not the house we're in now. In hindsight, I'm like I kind of like this house better. Obviously, the yeah. the decor is very dated. It's like all very like heavy gothic, but like mm-hmm. there's something about the glass of Villa Rosa that freaks me out. Like I wouldn't yeah. like to live in a house that is just like head to toe glass walls the front door is glass i'm like I don't, I don't know i mean I'm sh- i know she has a gate but like to me this house looks so it just looks beautiful and i also love of course that lisa and adrian live right across the street from each other brilliant tv that's and like a soap rich, opera. that's brilliant and rich rich and that house when i i la really makes my brain scramble a little bit just mm-hmm. because i don't understand how it's so congested, but there are these mansions and yeah. like seeing all of these women's like in Beverly Hills is literally a neighborhood. Like, yeah, it's not big. And so it, my brain doesn't put the math and the acreage together, like how they can have these like bull, like huge Palaces. houses with these crazy amount of land. And I'm like, what? Okay, that's just money, I guess. <laughs> money. I mean, they're the only ones who actually live in Beverly Hills, right? In the original cast? Yeah, because um, Kyle's house, that's in Encino, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't, who knows where Kim lives? So she doesn't live anywhere at, at this moment. Kim in time, lives in Neverland, and <laughs> Camille lives in Malibu. She does live in Malibu. Taylor, like I know, Taylor might be in Beverly Hills. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, so another kind of standout in this episode that I've had forgotten about was we also meet Cedric now Mm. kicks. I don't think you know about this because you haven't watched, but Cedric famously, um, like essentially just uses them. And then right before, right before they film the reunion, he like leaves, um, he said something awful to, um, 
both Ken and Lisa, and then they kind of like um, excommunicate him from the LVP manor. Um, you never hear no him longer. again. No, he's never seen on TV again. And it was amazing what I forgot. I think at that time, if you look at Housewives, they always kind of liked having this gay character kind of around. Like Miami had, there was a drag oh, yeah. queen that was involved. DC mm-hmm. had the hairstylist. Like there were, Atlanta. So I think they, they, they liked Atlanta, had the, yeah. the, the Miss Lawrence. The, um, yeah. So I think they liked filling that role because I forgot what a, he's a obvious supporting character. Like he's part of her, Lisa's opening package. And in a yep. way that's like, oh, he's going to be her sidekick. Mm-hmm. for this season and then i forgot like that's her first like that end is the first least of ending a friendship or whatever maybe she was in the right she was in the right with that one but like um yeah it was it was, it was interesting to see like i i just forgot about him yet he was so totally. part of that season totally mm-hmm. also lisa i don't know job, but did you find her to be absolutely breathtakingly beautiful on beautiful. camera beautiful Beautiful. What she she I don't know what she did for work. All of these but, women, I'm like, I'm so fascinated. Like they're just so like, I mean, it, maybe it's the money, probably, yeah. but they're just gorgeous. And Lisa for sure. But like but looking now, like how they've changed their faces over the years, like that's one of the things about Housewives where like whether you're Wendy from Potomac, you do it in a season, or you're Lisa mm-hmm. Baron Coming, it's over like seven seasons or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't want to judge women in their appearances, but it no, is. No, of course not. Lisa was so more naturally beautiful on camera that that season one, and I I forgot I forgot that's what she kind of looked like. I mean, and Kyle's obviously changed her appearance a little bit, little tweaks here and there. So it, it was interesting to look at them, being like, okay, so the, Hilton knows. the Hilton well, nose, the Hilton nose. I will yeah. say, I think Kyle and she has some of the best work that's been done on Agreed. any yeah. of these reality sure. stars. She for looks sure. unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa, for me, like, she was, like, she looked here like a true, like, movie star. Like, an yeah. old, like, 80s, like, rock star. Like, I'm, like, you have just this unreal beauty that I feel like she's kind of, like, left that somehow. I mean, she's a beautiful woman. I don't mean to, yeah. like, downgrade what she looks like. But you're right. The journeys are very different. Um, And then we meet Adrian, And literally, first note I have about Adrian, we started to talk about it. Her, she walks into her first day of filming with a picture of her and Obama. And He's such a sleigh. Shows it to oh. Paul and Paul <laughs> and, and shows it to Paul and is like, look, I have a picture with Obama. And she's like, you could have been there. And he's like, well, I'm a Republican. And then Ish. she says, she goes, he is our first black president. Like this is something that will be written about in the history books. And Paul just is like, who cares sort of thing. I'm like, oh my God, Paul, what the fuck? Literally, Literally, like, just we should have known. Like, should have known. It just was, yeah. It also, what a, yeah, what interesting time when like it wasn't like that awful when someone was like, I'm a Republican. You're like, you're like, okay, like that sucks, whatever. But like, now it's like, (laughs) they're literally married. In my mind, I'm like, couldn't be me. Couldn't ever last a day. On my hint, it literally says my most irrational fear is falling in love with a Republican. Like, I couldn't do it now. <laughs> That's a great tagline on, on your on your hinge. I agree. I mean, it's it's sadly for the Republican Party, they've they've completely transformed into to um, MAGA monsters that and fascists. Too. So literally, um, literally, um, no. But I just thought that was an in, insane entry. And then a- Adrian brings us into t- introduces us to Taylor. And I a detail that I forgot. I don't know if you remember this, Lucas. Was that Taylor is Adrian is Taylor's is Kennedy's godmother? Completely forgot. That is some good ass scamming, Taylor. Good job. Get Adrian as your <laughs> your kid's godmother because 
That is a way in. Good that, job. <laughs> Good job, Taylor. No matter what happens with your family, your daughter will always have Adrian Malou. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked how this episode, how they would introduce the other women. Like, you yeah. had the focal points. Like, okay, Lisa Baron to pump Adrian. And, like, Kim was one. But, like, and then, like... Yeah, they were, like, Camille. And have you heard of Camille? Right. Like, yeah. she's new it's in like town. It's, like, a nice or... pass, like, passing the, like, pass off. Because it's not just cut scenes to different people. It's, like, right. oh, and Adrian is my across-the-street neighbor. And then it literally just, you pan across the street. And it's, like, Adrian's, like, oh, Taylor is blah, blah, blah. And it's yeah. just... Well, it's a, or this is once again a, another prime example, Bravo, if you're listening, of organic friendships making a good show because mm-hmm. we're we're building around. We, we don't have to build a foundation. Like, well, we've kind of gone back on that because I would say inorganic friendships are making good TV on um, New York reboot. <laughs> right. Well, they would make the argument they most of roughly knew of each other. Yeah. Some were connected, yeah. but but yeah, I mean, Jessel coming from Texas is That's make it tough. for good TV. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Getting her kids in those preschools um, <laughs> and the, the fried chicken committee. <laughs> I can't with the fried chicken committee. It made me so mad. She's so mean to him. She's so mean. I I've done a one eighty on Jessel. I now love her because she's the most delusional no, person. I love I've ever her. Seen. She's like my favorite part. She's my favorite. Her scenes, I look forward to them. When she finds out Jenna's real name is Judith, the look of disgust on her face is just it's... so funny. She cannot hide. It's like Judith. I'm like, like, kill I'm like girl, that's her name. You kill yourself. That's a real name. It's so funny. She can't help herself. <laughs> oh God, love her. I had some PTSD about the whole name stuff because I, so my I go by Tom, but my first name is William and. Mm. So many people do the like annoy. I just the when you're in school and people are like, "Is William here on the first day of school?" and you have to like raise your hand and everyone's like, "William!" Yeah. and I'm like, yeah. "Oh my god, relax." Yeah, <laughs> and I'll go by that. Yeah, now I get it. So then we get Camille. So Camille's intro. So this mm. is the first thing we're seeing of her. It's like a darkly lit, like backlit from like. Like there's some sort of light shining behind her of her just dancing alone in a dance studio. I forgot we meet. She's dancing. That was amazing. I forgot that's how we meet her. She's like, dancing, I, dancing poorly. Poor. Uh, but just like again, biggest inspiration on the dance floor is Camille Grammer. Like that is so funny. I can't believe that's how we meet her. Not like in her Not house driving her Mercedes or whatever. Or just no. <laughs> like in the like, dance studio. Walking like packing a suitcase for her husband Kelsey Grammer. Right. Like. She's uh, no, talking she, about reclaiming. She's trying to reclaim her name. Totally. Yeah. And she, so she was a MTV like video girl. Um, and so she keeps up, keeps, keeps her physique by, by, you know, dancing around. Of and course. she, what's so funny about it to me is like, that is, she opens with that, but like little did she know how like memes of her dancing would become so viral across viral. just like the world, you know? Um, so she is also, she says, I'm a mother of two, but I have mm. four nannies. Again, we meet every about nanny. That. Yeah, we meet every single nanny. And once again, does she have the, does she have a nanny that only takes care of the kids while she's dancing? Or like, what, where, what do the, all the nannies come what in are, and leave? I love how they all kind of look alike. Like, do they, <laughs> do they all the same name? I forgot it all. Like, I'm just, I'm like let's call no. them Brooke. I don't know. But like, yeah. it's, she literally casted those four nannies, all roughly look alike. So her kids, like, don't get confused. It's just mm-hmm. she's she's brilliant reality TV. Like that is just so unaware. She's so, so unaware, unaware of how 
crazy. And like even later in the episode, they're they're on a um on a private jet, and she's like, "I feel embarrassed to say, but I fly private all the time." And then she finishes that. Now we fly more commercial because we're going green. <laughs> so Camille, Camille's the original Greta Thunberg. Everyone should remember that. Camille's Greta. Okay. Camille is Greta. She's like, I'm embarrassed to say, but now we fly commercial. And then she also reveals that they, they live on a 17-acre property. Wow. Math again, was kicks, not math. This is when you. I went on an L.A. spiral. This happens like every three months. I'm like looking at maps being like, how does this fit in this city? I love it. You start studying maps. All of a sudden, like, what's the name of person says maps? I love it. You're like <laughs> an urban Roll planner. out all of L.A. Just like, just like I don't understand. No, it's uh, honestly it is similar to that, but on an iPhone. Yes. Yeah, you're like you're like the Charlie Day meme, but just being like, if Kyle, you know, of if, him, Kyle, right. yeah. if Kyle lives here, how do they live there? And if the Kardashians own like 16 properties in Hidden Hills, <laughs> in in Malibu, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So then we get Kelsey. Kelsey does come in once again, like Kix was saying for a second, and he says in an interview, he does a one-on-one interview with them and with producers, and he says. I think it's time for Camille to get a little attention. Ugh. I was like, Whoa. gross. And he's so I really thought he left her for a man. He, he did not. <laughs> that would have been better. Well, he yeah. wouldn't been more sympathetic then. So, I mean, that's true. Yeah. So, so kicks just to update you since, and to anyone listening, who's never watched this, this series, what happens is they, he files for divorce from her while he's doing Lacage in New York. Mm-hmm. And, but she still fought, she still flies to New York to go with him to the Tonys because he right. got nominated for a we Tony. We saw for that it. in the preview. Yeah, yeah, and there is there is a insane there is an insane scene of them with cameramen sitting in a limo, just like driving to the Tonys in like dead silence. And Camille says, like in an interview, like in a talking head, she's like, This something about like this is like the, our last time together or like this is like my farewell like it, it is great like the Crazy. way that all of it was like on camera for her was insane and like lucas said that he has said so many times that this was his like he he also said that this was almost like a distraction outlet for her to be busy while he yeah. can go focus on not only being in a show but having sex with um, someone else Mm-mm-mm. so oh. nope yeah, but good. again, season one of a show, incredible. Coming out. Season incredible. one, and WGA strong. But writers need to start writing stories like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's right in front of you. Like the reality stars are writing some of it. But once again, WGA strong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and then lastly, we get our Kim and Kyle intros. Jesus now, Christ! They come in hot and fighting. <laughs> fighting. We meet them fighting. Well, we meet Kim and she's like, I love my kids. I chose my kids. I was really famous. I just love Kim in confessionals because I feel like she thinks she's actually talking to people. Like the way she like is yeah. so expressive and fun. Mm-hmm. And then she'll do a 180 and be like, I just wasn't having fun. But the Kyle <laughs> Kim stuff is so intense, mm-hmm. especially now in retrospect with everything they go through on the show mm-hmm. and the Kathy stuff that I'm just like, I have very complicated emotions about it. For sure. Feeling. The biggest thing that I saw, like when, like, like you're saying, Lucas, the emotions of it all, they come up swinging. I, mm. I found myself being like, Kyle has so much risk. It looked like and felt like she had so much resentment towards 
Kim for like having to quote unquote take care of her. Mm -hmm. And she's younger than Kim. So there was like that like sadness. It's just like, once again, episode one. (laughs) Episode one. (laughs) That's the thing. Like the way that Kyle is so comfortable with just kind of being so open, which why she's been on the show for so long, but like Mm -hmm. just showing the resentment towards her sister. And then we find out Kim has resentment towards them as well. But like, it's just so palpable, like and so awkward. And you're like, oh, this is what this show is going to be about right mm-hmm. now. It's like this, right. the falling apart of the sister relationship. Wild. Yeah. But and it's that and so much more. That's not even the only storyline this season. Then you have Taylor yeah. and her husband. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll Meal divorce. Yeah. You got Lee Spangler well, being funny. You got it all. Yeah. Right. But and then at the end of the episode, Kyle says like in an interview, she's like, my last promise to my mom was that I would take care of Kim. Mm. And I'm like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Well, for also, I still feel that there needs to be a full, like, expose on Big Kathy because we mm-hmm. don't know enough about Big Kathy. He looms there- large over the 14 seasons of this show. Completely. We, we never met her. We don't know we just hear about her. We just hear, and what the, 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 I mean, probably was an amazing woman, whatever, but the trauma... She's left her three daughters who are mm-hmm. all very different in the way they act and the way I think they perpetuate whatever they have left from their childhood, whatever they carry on. Very interesting. It Agreed. definitely deserves a full documentary. What was, what was the show that Kyle went and did that like Kathy and her had American that- Housewife? Yeah. Like yeah. That. American Housewife yeah, Alicia Silverstone. And wasn't yeah. it supposed to be like based on Big Kathy? Yeah, yeah, it was loosely based on a mom raising three mm-hmm. like child stars in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Is is like, and Kyle was a contributor on the show, so obviously she was like giving parts of their life away, which was a big um, issue in her friend, her like relationship with her sisters. They both like cut her out because they're like, "Why are you telling our story yeah, this way?" Up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think Kyle was just like it wasn't totally their story. It's like she's. A producer, I don't know. I it is kind of, but I also kind of like. I mean, if you're, I mean, this may be giving Kyle too much. If you're creative, um, I mean, you draw from <laughs> your life. So, yeah. sure. I kind of, I kind of saw Kyle's point of view. It wasn't directly about them, but in ideal world, you have the blessing of your two sisters as well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Well, you know, I do think a big part of this resentment that we're picking up on with Kyle has to do with the fact that she is trying to protect Kim from the show itself. Mm. Like, like I think a lot of her uh, acting kind of erratic in Kim's presence, trying to like jump on her saying things things like that. I think she's, I think Kyle has a little bit more awareness of the reality show aspect of it. Yeah. And so I just, which of course she does end up saying that she's an alcoholic on camera, which is awful to do. Mm-hmm. So not that doesn't prove my point there, but I think a lot of the way, especially in season two, in season two, she spends the whole season essentially trying to like hide Kim's like alcohol abuse from the cameras. Right. And as it gets worse, as we all yeah. watch it happen. Um, yeah, that's what Kim, she makes the salad that season with her hands. With her hands. Yeah, I mean, I look like that's, she goes so. For prom, for prom. Packing, and I was unpacking. Her- um, yeah, <laughs> but Kyle too, I think was fun watching the season. What like she's too, like a different person when she gets around the other women in a mm-hmm. good way. Like how fun she is mm-hmm. and how she thrives with them. 
and on camera in this ensemble cast and how Kim then resents her for that. Mm-hmm. Which is yes. like then you're like, oh now I'm on Kyle's side. Like now now Kyle's just being fun. Kyle's just having a good time. Kim is being Kim's like a 47 year old woman who can't make a friend, can't talk to someone. So that was it just it was just it, in yeah. one episode what the dynamics you're getting. It's just mind blowing. Well I think it's fascinating to see Kyle once again season one episode one understand Mm. what she's doing and like i don't know if it was as intentional as it's alleged to be now of like her like just turning it on for the camera but also like being authentic and like being this like perfect recipe of a real housewife of xyz it's like Mm -hmm. the she was just like here is my life I'm going to just let it all out. I mean, it is like Tom, you were saying, it's like the seventh installment or sixth installment. So it's like, she sees the, like she sees the recipe from the other people, but it's impressive to see that like they're all of these women literally had nothing. They weren't holding a fucking thing back except Camille, but they weren't holding anything back. And it's like, Jesus ladies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like buy us a drink first. Yeah. (laughs) I know, exactly. right? <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. The, and one other thing about, um, I about the the sisters is Kathy, like Kathy Hilton. I wonder, like, where she was at when, like, this all happened. Because there's a rumor that Bravo had initially approached the three of them mm. about doing a show, and Kathy was like, "I'm not interested." And so then they decided to do this Beverly Hills um, right. route instead. Um, but I just wonder like how Kathy, who, who's much older than them also like has a relationship with the show and pre her even coming into, into, into the realm of it and just having her family's stuff air on camera. I just, I'm very curious about where her brain was at during all that. Yeah. Well, I I think she took Kim's side and for most of it. Yeah. And I think I, you know, I go back, I, I'm not a Kyle apologist, but I, I don't think she's as bad as people think she is. I don't, I think she's, a, I think she's a good wheelhouse in the sense. I think she's given us a lot, like mm-hmm. mostly she knows how to work it. She's been on for a while. I mean, we'll see this season. I do think last season with Kathy revealed a lot of trauma that she, Kyle has been put through because of her older sisters and the mm-hmm. way they treat her and the mm-hmm. way I, I felt for her more. I, I think Kathy, I'm not, I'm not, I think Kathy's funny. I, but I also feel like there's some um, darkness in there that, that definitely uh, Kyle's had to deal with, which is why I think that resentment we're seeing, she comes so strong into it. Cause she's like, I, maybe she's just not faking it. She's like, can't even hide mm-hmm. it. She's like, I don't care. I just like, this is the, the stress she feels, you know? Right. Yeah, I agree. Walk on eggshells. We also meet Mauricio and he looks hot mm-hmm. as hell. He is of so hot. Woo. He is hot, okay, yeah. y'all. He is like fine, and especially here. And I, you know, I'm happy that they are finding new uh, kind of. I'm I'm hopeful that the way their marriage kind of separates is in a peaceful way. It seems it seems like that from social media. Granted, that's social media, but yeah, I hope that they are kind of like finding a some sort of peace because I did love seeing them together on the show. Mm-hmm. Like There's they were no such a they nice each other, and we're like yeah. into each other. So right whatever we're going to see or find out. I, yeah. I do hope it's an amicable, like 
conscious uncoupling, you know, right. Gwyneth Paltrow Which, style. And that, yeah, and that's and that is okay, of course. And I'm not saying, but I I hope there has been no. Um, I just I I hope he didn't cheat on her. I guess that's what I'm trying mm-hmm. to like not yeah. say. I because there were those rumors too. Yeah. Well, that he cheated, then they separated, then she fell in love with a woman. Like, there's like, I don't, who knows the order of it all happening, but who it, knows the order yet? I, I guess we'll have yeah. to watch. Um, and then the ladies all get together, and we head to Sacramento on a private jet to go watch a Kings game, which I don't even know that Sac are the Kings still around? I, I don't even know I who these people so. are. <laughs> I don't know, and I, I like basketball. I think because the vice Kamala likes them because she's from Sacramento. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm you, blanking. you're I'm, right. I don't know about that. I don't know well, sports. I mean, because but... in season two, there's some drama because they sell the team. Yeah, and then they fly. Do you remember they fly to the game and they're getting like booed at the stadium? Forgot about that. Like, yeah, Adrian mm-hmm. and Paul are there with Kim, and Kim is going through like a whole episode. Right, right. And she there's people playing. She's like, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. So, so I think they moved to Seattle. Oh, Maybe that's okay. what it was. They sold sports them. Update. Re- yeah, sports update sports for kids. Update. The sports corner. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, oh, that's how you got. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, you know, I think that's, yeah, I, I liked watching the like this mini cast trip. Um, they are still unfold, a team. Sorry. Unfold. Oh, they're good. They're still oh, a team. Yeah. Okay, good. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> okay, I, good. I, I happy for this, them. Uh, happy, well, happy for them. Happy they're still together. The Sacramento Kings. Um. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's funny. I mean, you have Lisa Vanderpump really explaining her friendship with Kyle, which is also sad how that falls apart. Oh, yeah. Um, but in the moment, just how much fun they're having together. The the, the the fun side of it, um, was just enjoyable to watch. They're just so funny. Like Camille dancing with the mascot, amazing. And Jiggy, Jiggy, Jiggy. Of course, Jiggy has always looked the same. Yeah. Did they clone Jiggy? No, Kicks, he's, Jiggy's dead. No, I know Jiggy's dead, but like <laughs> oh. he looks old in this episode, but somehow no, he lived was old. for another 13 years. No, he did. He, no, he passed away like maybe like five years ago, probably. Yeah. I but oddly I, I think... watched this like cooking show that she was on and literally brought Jiggy, which is so disgusting. Well, anyway. she has another one. She had another fluffy one too that she's yeah. not carrying. But I, I forget, I forget Wait, that one's name. Why haven't we talked about. Ken's dogs names. Yeah. Oh, wait, what were their names? They what were Lollipop it? and Princess. <laughs> well, like something, it was Lollipop was one of them. And uh-huh. I, I, my jaw was on the floor. He was like, we love animals over here. And this uh-huh. is, these are my two boys. One's a girl. Um, <laughs> Lollipop and Princess. I was like. Okay, because they have swans named Hanky and Panky. And yeah. they have a horse named Rosé. I mean, their naming is not the most creative, but... No, it's a little cute? on the nose for It's also aesthetic. like what a 13-year-old girl would name her totally. two fluffy dogs. Completely. Like... Yeah. Completely. So funny, though. No, I... Yeah, I back to what you were saying about Kyle and Lisa, I do agree. It's so... They were so fun together. And I think something that Kyle needs for her to be more watchable on screen for me is she needs someone like Lisa who takes her down a little bit, like, like in a fun way. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. The and real always, someone who look, look her right eye in the eye and be like, and be like you're girl, not. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Because so I, to me, Dorit is too of much of like a yes woman for her. 100%. Yeah. That well, it's like, she'll never come, come at her. Cause yeah. when she does, Kyle freaks out. Yes. Yeah. And, and do yeah. we get scared? Lisa Vanderpump has, I mean, her humor is biting, and she's a presence, and and just would take Kyle down, not just in a bad way, but being like, 
check yourself mm-hmm. and and of course advice you know when lisa would get checked she wouldn't like it so you know right. that's that's lisa's problem she would i mean i love lisa Baron Cohen. it's one of my all-time faves but what they say about her is true i mean she planted everything you know she's she worked she behind was- the scenes yeah, she's one thousand percent behind the scenes doing all of that stuff, and that that's hard to be friends with someone who does who does yeah. that, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they go to the game and then they head back, and then that's kind of the episode. Um. But and then we end. We well, sorry, we do end on the girls fighting yet again, Kim and Kyle, mm-hmm. about just like house shit, which does kind of leave the beginning stages of the you stole my goddamn house because they have big kick. kick I don't know kicks if you know all of this. Drama, I know but, the. Pr- Yes, I do know so like Kathy, kind of the reference, but yes, please right. explain. So, so Kathy Gate put a house um, into. I don't know who it went to in the will, but it, but like I, th- my understanding was kind of like the family's home. Like, please use this home in Palm Springs to continue traditions in. Mm-hmm. And Mauricio started working with the Hiltons with yeah. with Kathy's right. husband, Mister Hilton, and. Th- on well, first of all, started working with the Hiltons on being a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Then he left the Hiltons and started the agency, which mm-hmm. caused which is caused also drama. drama. Drama, yes. And then, um, Mauricio, I believe, listed the house, or like they tried to become. Oh no, 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 they didn't list the house. Did they buy he, like, it? They, I think he bought it, or some. They did yeah. something where it was now fully um, Kyle and Mauricio's, and they like yeah. redid it and all this stuff. And Kathy and Kim were both kind of like, wait, like what happened to like the house that mom gave all yeah, of us? That's pretty what did you guys up. do with that? Yeah. So that's where the, you saw my kind of house comes right. from. And mm-hmm. then that's the when... foreshadowing again, we, WGA strong, but this is some quality ass <laughs> storytelling. Yes. Uh, that, is a, that is a foreshadowing and the callback at that finale hits. Yeah, it does. And one thing we haven't spoken about at all. And I wrote down an insane quote about it. Um, so we met, we do. We did meet Taylor's ex-husband, and who Russell. has since deceased. Russell passed away. Um, well, trigger warning. He 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 took his own life because of like financial woes in between, like season two finishing filming and yes. then their reunion. Additionally, so him and his business partner both did that and to themselves and then because of their joint financial woes. And then on top of that, there were all these rumors that they also had some sort of like Hmm. love affair relationship that he was bisexual. There were just other things going on. And one, the it was so eerie. First, she says, she's like, I'm not insecure because my husband is deeply masculine. One, she says that, which Hmm. is like such a weird thing to say about your Weird. partner and then the way she is also coming at him for talking about his like business dealings and not telling her about mm-hmm. yeah him investing 10 million dollars into some sort of like Shocking. business that she had no idea yeah. part it was just at a dinner he was like she was like i i read in like deadline or something that you um invest the wall street journal that you yeah. invested 10 million dollars somewhere and he was like oh yeah i forgot to tell you about that i'm like well babe that kind of ends up being a, a larger part of the way Oof. your whole story here falls like you know 80 percent business 20 percent romance yeah she says that that's yeah it's like it is yeah. so and dark. that's what i signed he, up for it's Oof. the way she talks about like possibly him leaving her for another woman the way <sighs> she talks about the business of the relationship it's just so dark and then once we end up knowing what happens like 
the the, the abuse yes and then the the suicide um it's again season one episode one it's just kind of surreal of like what they're giving us and then what we now know ends up happening with right. this relationship like right. the reality of real housewives it just really is in the war in the darkest way there's that mm-hmm. relationship in the darkest way but you, we've seen a lot of marriages crumble but that one is dark mm-hmm. dark it's spooky. crazy yeah, mm-hmm. kicks you, you. We must leave you with this, kicks. Lucas and I on our knees, begging you to watch at least season one and two. And it's yeah. I watched the second episode. <laughs> okay, well that's good. good. We're we're going a thirteenth of a way there. <laughs> it's gonna make you appreciate the show more, but also be a little more angry about where the show is now. Because I have to ask you, Lucas, are do you still love Beverly Hills, or for you is it kind of something else? <laughs> Yeah, is it more just like an <laughs> obligation? Like I feel like I'm like I, I have yeah. to do this, or like it's, it's pretty my duty, my my act of service to this country is watching that show. Um, right, I <laughs> still find amusement with it. I think I still like it. It's not one of my favorites. Um, I think they've lost the comedian character that they need someone who's funny mm-hmm. who can laugh at them, who can mm-hmm. really find the joke. I think. I loved Rinna in, in the beginning in terms of like a personality. I think she's obviously we all talk, you know, she overly produced, she's overly dramatic, how she ended up just shooting herself in the foot and just was yeah. toxic to, to watch and be around. I still like it. Yeah. I, I'll still, I'm, I'm, I always go in excited and I always feel like it is judged pretty harshly. Beverly Hills, they give you too much, they give too little. Like it's kind of never right for people right now. But I am mm-hmm. going to the season being like, I'm open. I think Garcelle's really found her groove. I think Garcelle's sure. a, a star. Um, I'm Erica without Lisa Rinna. Excited to see how she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sutton, the- I love Sutton. And what? Say that again. So I said I love Sutton. I think Sutton's a great yeah. addition. She's a great housewife. Because yeah. she's not filtered. She's not. She's yeah. one of the few of that show who's actually not conscious thinking about I'm on camera and I have to be like a, a star. She's just like, this is who she is. She says things that are stupid sometimes, but also she's just like funny. Right. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. It's both of those things. It's like too much, too little. But what they always do unintentionally is after a season finishes we're in they're filming a new season something yeah. fucking massive drops erica yeah. tom girardi goes to prison or is arrested uh now we have kyle is with a woman allegedly and yep. allegedly getting a divorce it's like how many more <laughs> real like it, that's what it's that's what they that- will always bring back to people is like yeah. all of them just based on odds have something crazy going on Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. like that's why like i yes i will be tuning in to beverly hills next season yeah even though like i don't really care that much about it but i want to see how this like stuff with kyle plays out totally yeah but i also feel like that show uh of all of them is victim most to like we find out the news before the season airs so Mm -hmm. then it happens we're like oh we kind of already knew like the Kathy stuff in Aspen. Absolutely, yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's it, if we, I, I wonder what it would be like, like season one, because we didn't know everything already. Mm-hmm. And also the women weren't planting stories before. Like what happened with Monique and, and Candace Potomac, you know, mm-hmm. all the things that kind of what happens now, if you kind of come in already like with a, 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 a point of view. Um, I think Be- Beverly Hills suffers from that. People have very like strong point of views going into a season of like how they think it's going to 
right. um, unfold. I know. I know. It makes me want to delete like my social media and stuff so I can just go in blind on some stuff, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, I miss those days. Um, well, Lucas, thank you. This is so fun. So fun. I love it. It's amazing. Like we could probably talk about like three hours. No, I could sure. go. Yeah. <laughs> you want to come back? We can talk episode two. <laughs> Just recap all of Beverly Hills from the literally <laughs> all of yeah, reality yeah. TV from the beginning. Yes, yes. Literally. Um, well, Lucas, tell everyone where they can follow you. Also, um, again about about your show coming up and anything else that's happening. In your yeah, life. you can follow me um, at it's my name. So at Lucas Tim L U K A S T H I M M, and please come to my show. Um, so many issues, Lucas at Chelsea Music Hall, September eighteenth. You can find tickets. Um, the link in my Instagram. It's going to be a really fun show. We have great comedians. Like I said, Evan Rosscast, Alex Newall. We're going to be giving out very funny TV awards. Uh, I may open a show with a Beyonce dance. You have to come and see if I actually do it. <laughs> Maybe you should sing Sex Dreams. <laughs> over the show with Sex Dreams. So we'll do a 180. You know, I'm just going to do an art. It's actually... Forget it. The show is just justice for art pop. And I'm <laughs> doing a three-hour yes. art pop installation. Um but yeah, please come. Please, if you're in New York, if you're not in New York, but visiting Chelsea Music Hall is such a fun venue. It's gonna be a really, really fun time. Yes, thank you. Just say bye to the listeners. Bye. Bye. That's another app in the books. Make sure to follow me at Tom Hamlet on Instagram. And you can follow Kix. At Kix Hamlet, that's spelled C-I-X. And make sure to follow the pod on IG at Dumpster Dive Pod. And on TikTok at Two Dumpster Divas. Rate, review, and subscribe to us and all the pods you love on your favorite app of choice. And we will see y'all soon. Bye. Bye.